Hi, everybody. I'm Kay Helm, and this is the Your Voice podcast. Find your voice, tell your story, change the world. Each week, I interview someone about the way in which they live or tell their story, and I hope you'll find each episode not only inspiring, but also helpful for you in a practical way. This week, my guest is Courtney Bazell. Courtney owns Proximo Marketing Strategies, an international digital marketing firm based in Virginia, and Cowork Gloucester, a business incubator. She has co-authored a book, and she is a busy mom. Courtney, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks, Kay. What an intro, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you have quite a list, and I didn't, I didn't even hit half of it, I don't think. You've got awards for in, in business, you're leading women's groups and meetups and all kinds of good things. Tell us what are some things that you've got going on that you're excited about? Sure. Um, so Proximo is, like you said, the digital marketing firm I've had for a little over five years now. We recently moved over to Gloucester, Virginia, and we're loving that area. And then, as you also mentioned, Cowork, Cowork Gloucester VA is a business incubator, co-work facility out of Gloucester also. And that was something that came about as kind of a heart venture. And in a way, I wanted to give back to Gloucester. I'm passionate about helping uh, business owners and entrepreneurs. And my business partner, Kevin, and I met by People would say happenstance, I say God's plan, and have launched this and have just been blown away by the response we've gotten. So uh, those are two of the things I have going on. I also am working with a dental practice out of Williamsburg, Virginia, and doing acquisitions. So I'm helping them find practices to purchase and develop as they expand throughout Tidewater. Great. Yeah. yeah, you've got a lot of, a lot of things going on. Um, so busy, I know, busy. yeah, but I know you're going to have a lot to say because because you have your hands in a lot of different things. You see a lot of different types of businesses, and so I think that's got to be an exciting place to be. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, depending on which um, business venture and and kind of pot I have my hand in, I'm dealing with a lot of different size businesses, different industries, but, you know, a lot of the same constant or consistent things that they're facing across the board. So regardless of where they're based and what industry they're in, how large or small they are, um, a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs face the same challenges and fears that hold them back. So you kind of learn from each of those uh, areas and and pull it together and then share it across different platforms. That's great. And that's one of the yeah. things that I've seen you do really well is connecting people and helping them share the resources that they've got, the experience they've got. And it's, it's a, I think it's a powerful thing when we can do that. And that's part of what I hope we're accomplishing here with the Your Voice podcast. Yeah. So in your marketing field, I mean, we talk about you know, finding your voice and telling your story. But in marketing, that's a really key thing to do. Can you tell us a little bit about that? How are marketing and storytelling related? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, really, it's one and the same if you're doing it well. I see with all of these new platforms, social media and, um, you know, digital ads and things, a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs miss it because they're creating 
canned content, if you will, really just focusing on the advertising piece rather than just using those platforms, especially social media, which is a social platform and meant to be utilized that way, you know, instead of using those platforms to share their story. So for each entrepreneur and each business owner, each business, there's some differentiators or some things that set them apart from competitors. And if they can grab hold of what that is, get really clear with what that is, and then use these platforms to market that rather than just the product or the service they offer uh, and where they're located and that type of thing. Mm -hmm. They really need to find what sets them apart and then use that. That's the piece that they're sharing. And for most of them, that's kind of woven into their story because it's why they're passionate about what they do. For all business owners, we're doing business in this unique way based on some passion we have or experience we've gone through or um, knowledge or talent that we possess. So if we can figure out what it, what that is, that's unique to us and we Mm -hmm. can share that on these marketing platforms, that's when you really start to see growth. I've seen several times in different things you've written and, and when you've spoken there where you've talked about being authentic So what does that mean? Mm -hmm. What's it mean to be authentic and why is that important? Well, for people in general, I mean, I'll even go as far as to say not just business owners and entrepreneurs, just people. We have a really hard time in a lot of cases being our true authentic selves. For one, a lot of us aren't even really clear on what that looks like. We get so accustomed to fitting into a mold and, you know, meeting that status quo and keeping up with the Joneses that we forget, lose sight of why we're doing what we're doing. And um, it's scary sometimes because being yourself means you're not going to be necessarily accepted by everyone. Um, For a business owner, it means you're not going to necessarily do business with everyone. But when you can get out of that scarcity mentality, when you can really grab hold, like I said, of your unique story, what sets you apart and be authentic and own that fully. That's when you stop having to hustle for business and it comes to you because it's the right business and it's drawn to you rather than you're out there hustling to get everything. That sounds like a huge difference in mindset. Absolutely. That's a big part of it. Yeah, and you can tell sometimes when a business is, I kind of judge businesses by that, what what mindset do they have? Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, you can think about, well, gee, a lot of airlines, you know, scarcity mentality, right? <laughs> no, yeah. you can't bring that bag <laughs> unless you pay right. extra for the space that we already have that's going right. to sit there empty even if, yeah, you know. Yeah, and I what I see a lot of times is business owners – uh, that have that that scarcity bleeds over into a competitiveness, you know. And there's some healthy competition in business. Obviously, you want to mm-hmm. stand out. But if you're really concerned and doing business because you're passionate about something and it's to serve people, then it stops being about trying to get everyone to use you instead of. Uh, competitors and it starts being about helping people find who's the best fit for them. So like in my, in each of my businesses, but just, you know, as one example, my marketing firm, we're not made to work with everyone. You know, we work with people in all different countries, different industries, different sizes. We've got solopreneurs on a um, next to nothing budget. We've got, Mm -hmm. you know, massive corporations where we're working with their whole marketing team. But at the end of the day, we're not made for everybody. 
And my heart is helping those business owners and those entrepreneurs find the person and the company that's going to be the best fit for them mm-hmm. and get the best results for them. And so if I'm stuck in scarcity mentality, I think, well, I'm going to just change who I am and fit myself into whatever that person needs at that given time. And then the mm-hmm. next one. And so you're, that's when authenticity comes and you say, no, this is who I am. This is what I'm good at. This is what I'm talented in. And here's how I can help you. And if that's not the best fit, you know, you've got to be able to say, this isn't the best fit, but let me find the best fit for you. Um, and when people start working together like that, that collaborative piece is really where they're serving people and uh, not serving themselves. And I think that that mindset shift is where I wish more and more businesses uh, would go. It sounds like you're talking there about relationships, about really building relationships, whether somebody's going to purchase from you or do business with you or not. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, whether and like I said, we work outside of this area, but we do have a heavier footprint here locally throughout Hampton Roads. And I say when I sit down with prospective clients, you know, I'm a small business owner here locally. And so my reputation is why people do business with me. I mean, at the end of the day, people do business with people. And so it matters to me that the people I work with see results and trust me and have a good experience because if they don't, then that reflects back on my company and that will affect our ability to grow. So at the end of the day, I'm just as invested as uh, as they are in them becoming successful, not just because of how it, you know, what light it sheds on us, but also because they're people. I mean, we build relationships with All of our clients, I've got some I've worked with for three or four years. We go to their company cookouts. They invite us to personal get-togethers. We go to lunches. We go have cocktails, Christmas parties. So, you know, it's more than just a work relationship. We care about those people because, I mean, a lot of times these business owners, you know, and I was there, I've been there, where they put their savings and their everything into this passion of theirs. So when they come to you to help them grow, they're trusting you. They're investing that in in that belief that you can really do what you say and will do what you say. So I take that very seriously and want to honor that and honor that trust that they've put into me. And one of the ways you do that, I would imagine, in being in marketing is is helping them find their story. Is that right? Absolutely. How do you do that? What's that process like? Well, I want to get them to stop thinking about working in their business and start working on their business. And really it takes just that somebody saying it's okay to step back for a minute and tell me why you do what you do. Because, you know, a lot of people want to market what they do, but real marketing, true marketing that works and produces results is marketing why you do what you do. Um, So if I can help them get clear on that, and dive into that with them, then how we put it out there is the easy part. <laughs> so if somebody knows their why, mm-hmm. but then they're second guessing whether or not that's really something other people want, that might be a really scary place for a business owner to be. Or they know it's something people need, but they're not sure how to present that. What advice do you have for those folks? Well, one of the things I do with a lot of my clients through Proximo is I'll sit down with them and create like an avatar. So a character that represents their target audience and we'll go into who that person is. And for a lot of business owners, it's scary to narrow down 
who their target is. It doesn't mean they have to niche down on who they'll work with. Um, but if they can narrow down their target, and that's something that they don't have to sh- put out publicly, but just for them, for their own efforts, mm-hmm. um, to kind of streamline what they're doing, figure out where they're going to market themselves, how they're going to, what kind of offers they're going to put out. So we really hone in on who is their target audience. And they're dis- as they're describing that to me and, and uh, my team, we look at, does that really line up with what they're offering. So does their offer fill a need of that target audience? And if it doesn't, then we tweak that. But uh, at the end of it, we're getting really clear on who is that target audience. Mm -hmm. Then we look at what are the problems that that target audience, that avatar now that you have, what are the problems they're facing on a regular basis? And what are they facing this week and this month? So that now we know what kind of information to put out, what kind of content to develop. Um, Now we know, because we know who that avatar is, which platforms they're going to be on, which typical times of the day and days of the week are they going to be most active on that platform, what kind of calls to action are going to resonate with them. So we're helping them not just get clear on their why, but then also get clear on who is going to be receptive of what they're bringing and who is going to see the value in what they're bringing. And then we figure out once we know who that is, what are the problems we're going to solve? And then because we know who they are, we know where we're going to put that information out. (laughs) So Yes, then you can be more targeted in your communications, in the content, and sounds like even relax a little bit about the content because you're not, it's not always sell, 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 you know. Yeah, absolutely. It's relationship building is more natural. Right. It's more, like you said, more authentic. It's something that might seem strange at first, but can flow eventually kind of once you get the hang of it in your business and then knowing where those people hang out which is probably if that's your passion area Mm -hmm. you probably know where those people hang out or maybe if you're in you know there may be like generational things or technical things you know maybe you're not in that space where people are hanging out and um, may have to learn a few skills but those are smaller hurdles i think yeah absolutely and i think you you hit the nail on that when you said it becomes more natural Mm-hmm. And I mean that you see these businesses, uh, businesses out here killing themselves, mm-hmm. uh, trying to sell, sell, sell in that constant state. And if they would just focus on those people that they're serving and how they can best serve them, it takes a lot of that pressure off. And they really get to, I, I love seeing that. I see business owners light up because they're actually being able to do what they love to do mm-hmm. and what they were called to do and what they're passionate about doing and what they're really good at. You know, instead of just doing that sales stuff and and uh, it's great to see them kind of break through that. Okay, let me take that another layer Mm -hmm. down. You're working with the business owners now say I'm the business owner. I'm going to change the way I'm I'm doing things. I'm going to start telling stories and doing that content creation. I've got the avatar. I've done the exercises now with your marketing team. How do I communicate that down to my team so that the people in all those different channels of cust- of actual customer contact are telling that same narrative about the country or, or about the uh, they're they're using that same kind of storytelling um, you know they're in the same flow as my say social media communications you know because if it doesn't flow all the way down to customer contact 
mm-hmm. then the customer experience is going to be really disjointed between what they saw online or what they experienced right. when they talked to the business owner and when they actually went into the business. Well, and if it's real, if you're, again, if it's that authenticity, if it's your real story you're sharing mm-hmm. and you're consistent across all platforms, online, offline, whatever, wherever you are, then that you take that worry out because you don't mm-hmm. have to make sure is everything lining up? Did I, what I say here line up with what I said here? And am I saying it in the same way? And I'm, if it's, cons- you know, if it's natural and it's mm-hmm. true, it's authentic, then consistency is just, it happens because you are just you and you're sharing your story. So it's not just the message. It's not a slogan or a vision. You know, we go through these exercises. Let me write my vision statement. Let me write my mission statement and then keep it clear which one's which and make all the employees memorize it. And yet, you know, versus this is who we are. This is kind of a DNA thing. Yeah. And I think, you know, I still believe in doing mission and vision statements. We do them for, you know, ourselves. We do the help clients with them. But I think like it's more the value is really in the process of creating that mission and vision statement rather than, like you said, memorizing it and making sure it's, you know, out Mm -hmm. here, there and here. Because if you're saying with that mission and vision statement, one thing, but you're doing something different, you're totally right. Okay. It's not they're going to people will feel that there's a disconnect and now you've lost trust. And that is the basis of all, you know, thriving relationships, business, personal. So yeah, if, if you're being if you're operating in that true, authentic space, then your message is going to be consistent. And I think creating that mission and vision statement with your team can be valuable. But like I said, it's the process of sitting down and going through with them why is this our mission? Why is this our vision? Where are we going? Because then you you make sure everyone knows, like you're saying, your story, your why. Right. Um, and so once everyone knows that, then you just operate out of that. Um, it's it's not, I wouldn't say, about memorizing it, <laughs> you yeah. know, shooting it out off the mouth when you're talking to someone. You just, you live it and people see that. And that's an easier way to sell, if you will. And I think when you have it kind of in you to where it comes, it's flowing naturally, then it frees you to listen to the other person, to see the yes. customer, each each individual customer. Yeah, you have the idea of kind of your ideal customer, your target customer. Right. But then the individual walks in, mm-hmm. you, you're free to listen to that person and you're not changing your story, but you're... Um, giving them the highlights that are going to be more useful to them. Yes. Or how would you say that? Absolutely. You're, you're not going over in your head while they're talking. How am I going to respond? Yeah. yeah, you're just you and you're just there. Right. We mentioned earlier that you are also an author. Mm-hmm. And so before we go, I want to give you a chance to talk about the book. What's the name of the yeah. book and what's it about? So it's Brass Ovaries own yours. (laughs) And um, I co-authored it with Shelly Smith, who's uh, since that book already released another one. Um, She's a phenomenal businesswoman, been one of my coaches for years in business and, um, you know, written some phenomenal books as well. But her and I co-authored this book. And what it is, is it's a compilation of testimonies, if you will, stories, interviews from prominent businesswomen from all across the country. And we've got, I mean, we've got some really uh, successful and inspirational female leaders that open up in this book and share 
those stories of, uh, I guess, trials that they have faced, Mm -hmm. gone through, overcome. And for some of them, it's more personal. For some of them, they're uh, professional trials. So we've, you know, there's business bankruptcy and uh, all kinds of things. And there's personal um, abuse stories and just all kinds of incredible stories. And for a lot of these women, it was their first time sharing some of these things publicly. Mm -hmm. And they really honored us, but not just us, they honored the readers of this book Mm -hmm. um, by, you know, opening up and being vulnerable uh, on the pages. So each of the chapters is a different lesson. And they have pieces of different interviews where these women share how they overcame that trial that led to them learning the lesson of that chapter. And at the end of each chapter, Shelly and I both kind of go back and forth with dissecting, you know, the the content of that chapter. And then there's even activities at the end of each chapter. So the reader can put some of that lesson learned into um, practice and make it applicable for them. Sounds like a good book. Where can we get it? It is. It's on Amazon. Okay. Uh, we've also got a website. It's brassovariesownyours.com. Okay. Um, we've got the Kindle version and the paperback. And then we have a companion journal we released as well. Um, and that is, it goes with that chapter, uh, that book, but it is um, great for book studies. So if you've got like a small group or even just want to get some female friends or colleagues together, that companion journal is a great way to use it as a guide to do that book study. I'm doing one uh, here in Gloucester for Peninsula Women's Network, one of their groups. Everyone um, has a copy of the book and the companion journal, and we're going through those activities, and it's powerful stuff. Well, great. And again, yeah. sounds like a great opportunity for relationship building there and um, not work, not just, you know, stopping at that kind of networking side of that, but really building deep, strong relationships among women in business and in the community. Absolutely. It's it's getting, uh, getting real and getting authentic yeah. and yeah. Um, letting ever, all these women know that it's okay to be vulnerable. You know, being your true self means the good, the bad, and the not so good enough. <laughs> yeah. Which so, we've all got all of that right. going on. And so let's get real and and uh, just go for it. Yes, absolutely. All right. So once the uh, one piece of advice that you want to leave us with? Uh, I guess just kind of to recap this whole conversation. I mean, um, really, I encourage everyone listening um, now and listening in the future to really own who you are. Like I said, the good, the bad, the not good, so good enough life is very different when you stop worrying about trying to keep up with the Joneses Mm -hmm. um, and trying to put that face on every day. I mean, I'm sure there are people listening that are tired of that and feel like they're just running on this treadmill and the treadmill stops and you get off the treadmill when you decide, you know what, not everyone's going to accept this. Not Mm -hmm. everyone's going to love this. Uh, version of me, but this is the real version of me. And I'm going to start by loving myself in in a way that allows me to be real, Mm -hmm. vulnerable, and 100% me for this world. Amen. Sounds good. (laughs) Well, great. Thank you, Courtney. Yeah. Thank you for the time. Thank you for sharing your knowledge and your experience with us. This has been the Your Voice podcast. Find your voice, tell your story, change the world. If you're enjoying the Your Voice podcast, I'd love for you to subscribe, rate, give us a review on iTunes. Until next time.
Hi, it's Kay here. There's one big truth about fundraising that people do not tell you when you start out. And that is, if you struggle to tell stories, you will struggle to raise funds. But what kinds of stories do you tell? How do you tell them? Where do you find them? How do you put them together? And how do you do all that while you're running your ministry, while you're doing all the work and all the things that you have to do? It does not have to be overwhelming. This is my good news. And also, I want you to hear this. Fundraising is not just about asking for money. Raising funds for your mission does not have to feel icky. Fundraising is really about relationships. It's about sharing stories with friends. And it's about being very clear about what it takes to accomplish great things together. I created the Mission Writers course to help you tell better stories, to know what stories to tell, when to tell them, how to tell them, where to find your stories. So go over to missionwriters.org. That's missionwriters, like you're writing. Missionwriters.org has all the details on the course and on the group coaching program. So you have two options. And if you love a missionary or a nonprofit leader who needs this course, gift certificates are available. So check it out at missionwriters.org and let's make 2024 your best year ever.